And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Danilo's free. And he goes to get one. First time we've seen them attack them. And there's Brendan. Well, that's what I wanted to see. Taylor won, he scores! And the sticky ground goes ballistic! Hello and welcome to this episode of Red Side of the Trend, which is a preview episode for, of Game Day 3 for the 22-23 Premier League season um, and another visit to Manchester United and Old Trafford or for Pro Evo fans, the Trad Brick Stadium as it used to be called back in the day. Um, this is Forrest's third visit to Old Trafford in less than a year after going nearly 25 years without one. Um, last year we were beating Friedland in the Premier League and 2-0 in the Carabao Cup semi-final, second leg by United. And you'd have to go back to 1996 for our last Premier League goal at Old Trafford, scored by a certain Harlan Senior. And 1994 was our last Premier League win at the Theatre of Dreams as goals from Pearson Collymore saw us run out 2-1 winners in that iconic blue-slash-purple Labatt's away strip. Joining us for this preview and returning from last season is Manchester United fan Gareth Chapman. Gaz, how's things, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Not too good. bad. Good. Right. So we'll talk a bit about United then, and then on to Forest, and finally the game between our two sides on Saturday at 3pm, which is a, very, a rarity for both clubs nowadays, especially mm. United. <clears throat> um, we'll start off with the transfer window for United, Gaz, which has seen you bring in Mason Mann, um, Andre Nana, and Rasmus Hoyland. I mean, if you want to count Johnny Evans as well, you can do by all means. Um, what, <laughs> what have you made of the business United have done so far? Um, being brutally honest, and again, I think you probably sound a bit um, selfish as a football fan. I think it's been appalling, to be fair. Um, I don't understand the Mason Man signing at all. Um, if you're going to get a kind of, the kind of midfielder that they want him to be, I'd have gone for Madison um, and paid less. Um, I think Hoyland, 
I think he will be a very, very good player. Um, but the fact that Kane was there for the taking, um, maybe Daniel Levy in the way of that. But um, again, I think if if we've got aspirations to challenge Arsenal, City, Liverpool, um, then they're the kind of signings you have to make as well as Hoyland. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if I was going to rate it, it'd probably be about four, five out of ten. Um, I like Anana. Um, I think he's brings a new dynamic to the team and his passing range is fantastic. But, yeah, not impressed, to be fair. He's just got a mean follow- right hook, though, at least, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to follow up on Hoyland, I mean, I've looked at his club record and it's not... It doesn't, nothing jumps out, you know, like you said then, he's obviously very highly rated, a lot of potential. His club record's not much <clears> to it. He's obviously started on fire for Denmark. He's a top scorer in Euro qualifiers at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting two and two together here. This is very conspiracy theory, but do you think, because he's kind of Scandinavian and obviously after Erling Haaland's come to the Prem... He's like he's been bigged up a bit by the media. He's like the next Sterling Haaland when um, he hasn't really got the credentials of him yet. I don't know. I suppose it's the pronunciation of the name as well. But um, yeah. <laughs> I think, don't get me wrong, he, he didn't start many games for Atalanta. He's got a lot of appearances, but he, he didn't. He wasn't like the first name on the team sheet. So I know a lot of them have come on as some appearances, which 20 minutes here and there, I think sometimes harms the stats a little bit. But... Um, I think he's got nine league goals and yeah, I think for the price tag, the only reason that's probably been bumped up is one, it's Man United um, and two, he's 20. So you could take that into account. Um, but yeah, I think it's basically Haaland if you bought him off Wish, isn't it? It's um, <laughs> it's one of them. I think United fans are just crying out for kind of somebody to come in that's going to do the job straight away because the frustration's there. I think, unfortunately, you've got your core fans that will go to the games and <clears throat> and go week in, week out. But then because of social media and because of the following that we've got, it's there's a lot of the overseas fans that don't necessarily have that same passion, but they're going to have their opinion. Um, so straight away, if they have one bad game, that's it. They, they need to leave the club. This is, I mean, I've seen people saying that 10 arguments to get out on social media. I mean, that's just ludicrous. You kind of like stole our thunder a bit, uh, guys, with, with the Kane and Madison. I put Madison as like a bit of a throwaway because I kind of feel like he's a bit <laughs> of a similar kind of player in, in, in the notes for, for Mount. But like, it does puzzle me with the, with the Hoyland thing because he's got a back injury. So you don't even know mm. if he can play two games in a week when you've got Champions League and he's, you, you want him to be your main striker. It does puzzle me exactly. that. Yeah. Why Man United not just forked out another 15, 20 million for Harry Kane when you're guaranteed 30 goals a season? Well, this is, yeah, I mean, this is what I can't get my head around. Like, you're in the Champions League, you want to be competing. And I think, I, the thing is, it's easy for me to say that. If I, if it was that easy, I'd be CEO of the club. Do you know what I mean? It's There's obviously something that's stopping it. And whether that was Levy, whether that was, he just didn't want to go to United. But there's a literally ready-made goal machine that would fit straight into the style of play, even without buying another midfielder. Like, I think we've missed the energy of Fred this season so far. Casemiro looks a lot slower. Um, 
Man, I just... <laughs> Do you know what? I know I shouldn't say this, but I'm actually glad he's injured for the next couple of weeks because <laughs> we're all my basin. We've been playing with ten men for the last couple of games. Yeah, well, you kind of like shoehorn into the next point. So you started off with a one-nil win against Wolves at home, obviously better mm. than last season, and then followed the, that up with a two-nil defeat at Spurs. Um, obviously, what what have you made of those two opening games so far? Um, <clears throat> it's a weird one, really, because I think we started off against Spurs really well, whereas last season we weren't starting the game really well. Um, but then we ended the game absolutely atrociously, um, which is obviously when they capitalised on it. And I don't know, they, we, I didn't think it was possible, but we actually made Spurs look good. Um, and then obviously Wolves, they, I think we were very, very lucky to, to come away with all three points. I think it was a definite penalty um, for some reason. I don't know why that wasn't given, but then again, we should have probably had a penalty in the second game. It's, it swings and roundabouts in it. But um, yeah, I've not been, <laughs> I sound like a moaning football fan, but I've just not been happy with the start of the season. But if we're looking to put a positive spin on it, we're three points better off than we were this time last season. So That's true. Um, obviously, you mentioned about Mason Mount being injured for those Forest fans who don't know, he's out of our game on Saturday. Um, and obviously, you mentioned about Mount, Bruno, and Casemiro being that midfield at the minute. I mean, I'm listening to talk sport, is kind of where I get a lot of United uh, background noise, I guess you could call it. A lot of people are saying that isn't working at the minute. Do you agree with that? And if so, why isn't it working? Sorry, with the what's not working. Sorry, um, the, the midfield of Man, Bruno, and Casemiro. Um, well, I think for one, I think the even though he's been playing, there's just seemed a distinct absence with um, with any energy from Mason Mount. So last season, you've got the likes of Fred McTominay, which I know sounds crazy because a lot of United fans wanted them out, but at the same time, they always did bring that kind of fight and energy, but. Bruno, we've been pushing him out wide and he's just not right out wide. Um, he needs to stay central. Casemiro seems a bit lethargic after the summer. Um, Rashford through the middle is not working. So there's all these different dynamics that are taken away from what we got used to last season. So Rashford needs to get out on the left. We need a striker up top. We need Bruno to stay central. And I think that then allows Casemiro to just do what he does. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they manage it this week and um, and who they actually decide to bring in. So we'll see. I mean, speaking yeah, of um, Bruno, speak... oh, John, Char, go, or do you want Reece. to go? Hang on. Go on, uh, spe <laughs> Speaking of um, Bruno Fernandez, I mean, it was decided in the summer by Eric Ten Hag that he would be your new captain for the season. He's took over from Harry Maguire. Um, is that the right choice in your eyes? And also on Maguire, I mean, do you expect him to leave or do you think that's kind of gone now with West Ham going away and him sticking around? Um, I mean, taking the first point, like with Bruno, I think I can see why he has made him captain because, again, he's that central midfielder. He's full of energy. He's not the most liked person and I don't particularly like some of his antics on the pitch, but... I suppose if you look at the way Roy Keane captained, he was very in the ref's face. He was very aggressive. He was 
constantly saying something about something. So I get that, but I just think you've got other players like Casemiro, like Varane, like Martinez, who are still central that have been, well, Casemiro been there, done it. Varane been there, done it. Martinez, a fan favourite and quite vocal when he needs to be. Um, whether or not there's forms of language barriers that might come into it, um, maybe that was a big thing. Obviously, Bruno's been at the club for a, a lot longer. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the worst decision, but again, I think there could have been other other options. Um, but with Maguire, I mean, that's a tough one because I think we have to think football clubs are a business. Um, so if my employer um, wanted to send me to another club on less salary then I don't think I'd be overly chuffed about it if I knew that I was on a contract for the next couple of years and I could stay on that for 200, 250 grand a week. Um, whereas if I was going to move, yes, you might play regularly, but let's face it, yes, they get obscene about some money, but if someone was going to pay you that to sit on the bench, then I could understand why he's digging his heels in a little bit, um, especially if United aren't willing to pay up what um, his contract's worth at this stage. But I think the pride element, I think for me, I'd have to move on. Um, so I, I, I don't Especially with Euros coming up. Yeah, I think that's it. It's whether you've got the aspirations to do it again, because let's face it, he does it for England um, and he does it very well. And I do think if he went to another club, he could find that form again. I just think it hasn't really worked out, um, which is a shame because I think he's a fantastic player. But I'll, I'll be shocked if Maguire, even if he moved, got ahead of some of the centre-halves that England are bringing through now. Yeah. Anyway. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But just, just um, obviously, we've got to talk about the noisy neighbours a little bit, Gaz, because they've, they've repeated what United did in 99. Yeah, I mean, you've got to, but I know it's hard to compare because it's different eras and different players and management, but and there's probably going to be some bias, but which side is better? I think it's uh, easy to say that the current City team is better than any Premier League team that's ever been. I think it's the only... In fact, I probably wouldn't even say the 99 team's our best team. I think the 2007-2008 team um, would batter the 99 team. However, what I would say, I think it's a better achievement that we did it in 99 because the squad wasn't as deep as um, City's was. There was... A mountain of other things that um, I just was think it two started, group stages uh, back then in the Champions League. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I mean, just the football that they were playing that year was fantastic. It was kind of you had 
Newcastle nipping at their heels all the time. I mean, I know they had it with Arsenal, but let's face it, Arsenal should have won the league last year, but they bottled it. So it's um, it's one of them, in it? And then there could have been chances in the FA Cup final where we could have nicked that as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think this City team is unbelievable. Um, I think it's easy to say they're the best team in the world. Um, and there's a, I think if they keep people injury free, they might have a chance of doing it again. Um, but it's a massive ask that is I think just the, the with KDB out and the fact that they've sold some key players as well I think they might struggle to do the lot but I do still think they'll win the league Right before we move on towards kind of the forest and side of things I've got a quiz question for you so Nathan Jones and Southampton stopped Man City doing the quad by knocking them out of the League Cup quarterfinals last season so, in the 98-99 season, United went out at the exact same stage. So, can you tell me the team who knocked you out and who the manager was of that team? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, you're you're, you're going to reveal his age here, Reese. I was 13 at the time, if that helps. Yeah, uh, I, would have been, I would have been six or seven. Yeah, I would have been six or seven. I wouldn't be able to tell you. He's typing it in now. I <laughs> so it was I Tottenham and George Graham in a three-one win at White Hart Lanes. I don't know why that come across my mind. It's just because I just thought I always laugh at Nathan Jones stopping City doing the quad. That's like a bit of a championship thing for us because he was such a horrible manager in the championship. So yeah, so George Graham and Tottenham. Yeah, there's actually there's actually a full article about it on the United. Yeah, website. you'll get you'll get out of United when. So Ferguson didn't fun. give the whole the whole uh, team talk of it's Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <only> Spurs. <laughs> uh, moving on towards the Forest side of things mainly, and Dean Henderson, as it stands, is still a United player. But one player who we did sign from you, Gaz, is Anthony Alanga. What do you make of Alanga, and was was you sad to see him go, or did you think it was a good move? All round. Um, I think I spoke to Reese about it because he. Well, I think you messaged me before you even went on Sky Sports News, didn't you? you were like, yeah, well, well but... Twitter's, Twitter's just ahead of Sky <laughs> yeah. Sports now by a mile. Yeah. So. Slow sports news, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, I think he's a good player. I, I just don't think he's top four kind of level. He's he's got pace. Um, I think a lot of the times last season where he played in certain games, I know there was a few um, in the Europa um, where his touch kind of <laughs> evaded him a little bit from time to time. But then he'd come out and have a performance where you're like, well, OK, he's got it in him. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think he's definitely Premier League standard. Um, but I just think maybe top four, top six is a bit out of the question. What you guys made of him so far? I mean, we've only seen him in bits and parts. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen, I don't know if you've seen the goal against Arsenal when he ran the literally length of the pitch. <laughs> this is couldn't catch him, which uh, was... Well, that's what I mean, pace-wise. I think yeah. he has got it, but... I mean, he's, very, he's, fright, was, he's frightening. Which is like, yeah. just couldn't catch him. I'm going to like uh, quickly nip a question in there because it's come into my head. I mean, what... Because obviously with Alanga being a winger, I know he does play off the left and I agree with you, Rashford is loads better off the left rather than down the middle. You've obviously mm. got Ganacho there, uh, who's still quite young. You've obviously got Sancho there, who you know I thought would be 
a really good player for United, but it's just not happened at all. No. Um, what do you make of Anthony on the other side? Because a lot of talk about <laughs> him. Um, <laughs> good question. We can see well, the, na- the ninety million pound fidget spinner that he's been named. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm just glad he stopped doing that, to be fair. I, I think the problem is he's he needs to have a bit more confidence with his other foot. He's very, very one-footed. Um, so, obviously, it's easy for a defender to read him. I mean, he does bring stuff to the game from time to time, and I think he's had a bit of unfair criticism. Like he's scored some fantastic goals. He's scored some important goals. Um, I mean... <laughs> he um, he sent me flying over about four rows of chairs again in the Arsenal game when he put that one away. So um, I ended up in, the, in nearly in a different stand. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty good. Um, but I think, like you say, from time to time, he just... And I go back to the Newcastle um, game in the Carabao Cup final last season where he did all the hard work. He beat two, three players and then panicked that he was on his weak foot and then cut back and put himself back into trouble. So there's that kind of element to his game. But I, I think on the whole, he's, he's doing all right. I think he, he's better than Sancho in that position at the moment. Um, and, I, and I think he's, he's helping the team rather than being an out kind of individual. I mean... I believe this. Um, I'm sure I am right. But when we had you on last season, I think you did say that we'd stay up. Am I, am I right in that? Yeah. Um, I mean, what did you make of Forrest last season when you watched him? And I don't know if you watched us separate to when we played um, United. And did any of our players catch your eye? Um, I mean, I went to I went to both the games at Old Trafford for the Forest, both in the cup and um, in the league, and it was unenjoyable for me. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. But the thing is, I think with Forest, you seem to have like glimpses of like flashes of brilliance, and like last week again, uh, not last week, the week before against Arsenal, like fantastic performance. And I think, yes, you you. You've lost. You did lose, didn't you? Um, I think, but you can take some positives away from that. I think there was times last season where, probably at the start of the season, it looked an easy bet to say that you'd probably go down. However, turned a corner, put some great performances in. Um, I think there was a couple of um, players, is it? Well, was it Danilo? He had a couple of um, decent performances. Yeah, back um, in the season. Yeah, so there was there was a few players that did um, well. I'd say Lingard not being one of them. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think it, I was glad to see um, see him stay up. And I, I did think partway through the season that you'd probably do it anyway because there was other teams that were just that much worse. I think we changed from week to week. Didn't we? I don't know whether we'd go down <laughs> or not. Yeah, it was periods of different so I mean I don't know what you again. I don't know what you think Reese as well to this what I'm going to say is but I thought Man United were probably the best side we played in terms of consistency home and away last you, season they dispatched you know, us fairly easily other than yeah. when Maguire caught the ball in our, in their box and that got, <laughs> you know, got, I got given this congestion so it didn't get given you know what I spoke to a customer today and he said exactly that because it was yeah. on about the game on Saturday um from a, with my forest hat on, I just thought that home game we were really poor in the league. Mm, the definitely. cup game, to be fair to United, 
they scored at the perfect time every single goal. So they scored really on, really mm. early on, silenced the crowd. We obviously had the goal disallowed and then literally conceded to bleeding Wegors just before half-time. <laughs> uh, perfect time to score. And then they've literally finished the tie-off right at the end there where Bruno Fernandes wanted. So yeah. I give him credit for that. I mean, in, in the... In the away games, the League Cup tie was dead, won it. And in the in the Premier League game, it there was I think Hennessy made a bit of a blunder, didn't he, with a second, then we let Rashford go yeah. for a corner with a first and just mistakes. And it was absolutely was, freezing. Yeah, I mean mistakes you just can't make against big six teams, and no. obviously that's something we've got to learn <clears> this season. Yeah. Um, Gaz, what's your expectation this season for both sides? Obviously, last season you come third, you won a trophy, you got to a final of another, you blew it in the Europa League. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Um, can you improve on that? Um, what will success be for this season for Man United? I think if we can, I mean, looking at the, um, the group stages for the Champions League, we're in pot two. So that puts us in with another big team. Well, I say potentially in with another big team. I think there's a couple of teams in pot one, which I can't fathom out how they've ended up in pot one, but I think there's like PSV and a couple of teams like that, maybe. Um, but um, I think if we get through to the knockouts, that'd be good. Um, I think the concentration still got to be the, um, the league and just improving on that. However, I think the way we started, um, there's a long way to go on that. And I think we'd be, I'd say we'd be the ones to drop out of the top four at this stage. Um, Liverpool look marginally better than last season. Chelsea, I think they will come good because they've got some very good players. Arsenal are doing what they're doing. City will probably win the league. Um, but then you've also had people stepping up like Brighton and potentially Villa look good, Newcastle. So there's so many different teams that could break into it. Um, and... I think we've just got to concentrate on our performances, maybe have another good cup run in either one um, and see how we get on that. What do you think um, about Forest? How do you think we'll do this season? Um, again, I think looking at your early performances, if you can keep or try to keep close to that level of performance that you showed against Arsenal, um, I think the game against Sheffield United, uh, did you win that one? Yeah, I think the performance wasn't great, but again, sometimes you need to have a bad performance but still get the points. So if you yeah. can do that a couple of times, um, I think you've got to be looking at like Luton, and Sheffield United and then one of another six teams that could potentially go down. But yeah, I think you'll stay up again, to be fair. Because yeah, we've discussed this between us and we've said, haven't we, there's probably six or eight teams who if we obviously recruit well mm. um, towards the end of the window and obviously keep us home form well and improve on us away form a bit, we think we can finish like not halfway up, but like the top tier of the bottom half, I guess. So Yeah, I, I agree. And now, uh, and now we've got a World Cup winner. We're, yeah. we're, we're well on our way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if he'll play on Saturday or not. Um, well, we'll see, won't we? See Marty's mate Martinez, won't he? Um, well, moving on to the game then on Saturday. I mean, obviously, as we said earlier, Mason Mount's injured. So what team mm. would you expect to start for United? And also, how would you expect the game to pan out? I think probably a similar back four to what we've had both games. Um, maybe Dallow instead of Wambasaka, um, potentially for a bit more strength. Um, although from a tackling perspective, I think he's probably best in the league for tackling. 
Um, and then, like you say, Casemiro, Bruno Central. Could potentially see McTominay there. Um, and then they might look at jigging around the, the front three a little bit because it's just not working with Rashford through the middle at all. Um, and I think there is rumour that um, Hoyland will at least be on the bench. So we could see him at some point. So um, Holland 2.0. <laughs> we, we did get the... Um... The trophy last season of having the only player to dribble past Aaron Wan-Bissaka in. Emmanuel <laughs> Gaddis was the only one who did it last season, according to Twitter. I see the stat. How do you expect yeah, the game gone. to go, Gaz? Obviously, we've got possibly the most informed striker in the league, I'd say, in Taiwo Wundi. He scored eight in his last six. He must be someone to at least be wary of. Um, oh, like 100%. Especially. Yeah, 100%. He was someone that I'd even flagged for my FPL team. So, um, so yeah, I think there'll be there'll be something on that. I mean, you've got Varane, Martinez that might, well, will hopefully keep you quiet. Um, uh, I think it's it's one of them, isn't it? Because I think we'll probably, again, not put in the greatest performances, but scrape the win. I think maybe 1 or 2 nil. I don't think it'll be 3 nil. Um, but then again, anything could happen with United at the minute. We're probably more Spursy than Spurs at the minute. Yeah, because we were saying on our pod, we was hoping that we'd kind of pin a one year to Martinez because he struggled a bit anti at the start. Martinez, a and, little um, bit, yeah. With our yeah. Tyros doing it at the minute, he's he's literally a ha- he's a handful for anyone at the minute. He's yeah. Um, he looked very raw when we brought him in, but his physicality and his pace at the minute, his form is rather incredible. Yeah, he does. He looks. He looks a, a striker. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. I think at the minute you've probably got a better striker than we have. <laughs> <laughs> we want one to the hundred million pound bid from Chelsea for it, <laughs> or a Saudi bid. Yeah, now we want to keep him. Um, finally, finally, then, Gaz, do you want to give us um, a prediction for the game? Well, you kind of have, but a proper. Prediction. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say we're gonna keep a clean sheet, and I'll, I'll go for two now. You know. Right. Anything else to add, Adam? Or no, I just hope. Like, I don't know. The the Norwich scarves come out. Obviously, I know they're protesting and stuff against Glaciers again. Even though they forked out about another hundred and fifty million pound this summer, but hopefully we can kind of pile on the misery a little bit. I mean, that would be nice to shock because we need to do it. We, we've got some horrible away games, guys. I don't know if you've seen our away fixture, but they've the, the football gods have not been kind. Uh, it's, it's next to it. We've obviously had Arsenal, then yourselves, and then the next two are Chelsea away and Man City away. Oh, and then I think e- we've got... Easy, easy six points. Yeah, and then I think it's like Palace away and it's Liverpool away. So <laughs> they've given us all yeah, the newly promoted it? teams at home, but all the hard teams away. But to say it might suit us. I was just about to say, you've got to, I think, take positives from it. I think if you can maybe get a couple of points at home and even if you can scrape one or two points away in those matches, when you come to, to play in the likes of Luton, Sheffield United away as well, um, Fulham, I don't think they look great. Um Burnley, I think you'll be picking up some points, especially if you strike and keep in form. Definitely. Right. Well, that um, that rounds things off then for this preview episode. I mean, I would say good luck on Saturday, Gaz, but I'd be lying. <laughs> <don't to> you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but thanks for joining us, mate. Anyway, much appreciated. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.